Today's episode is all about the future of cycling. Well, more exactly, it's about the future's cyclists. We are focusing on kids as we learn about a youth mountain biking program in the Keweenaw, and it has such a great name, Single Track Flyers. Unsurprisingly, it has some great people too. This includes the folks who started the program, as well as those making it thrive today, and, of course, the kids who are out there having fun riding bikes. I'm fortunate to have rounded up several of these folks for this show, and we'll meet them as we go along. So let's get going. We're here today with a member of the Single Track Flyers management, I guess I'll say. Uh, I have the president here. So uh, Elizabeth, why don't you introduce yourself and what, tell us a little bit about your role with Single Track Flyers. Hi everyone, I'm Elizabeth Scott. I'm the board president for Single Track Flyers uh, Youth Mountain Biking Initiative. Primarily, I would say my role is administrative, so helping make sure that all of the nuts and bolts of the program are running smoothly. We are 100% a volunteer-run organization, so everything from recruiting coaches to participants um, to making sure that the program runs smoothly It's kind of my role in the board's role. And how long have you been the president now? I I am the incoming president, so I just took over from the amazing Liz Miller a couple months ago. Okay, and I have, uh, of course, have been talking with the amazing Liz Miller, and uh, she is amazing. I've learned we've learned a lot from her. So, how did you? You're the president. It's a big role. How did you come upon single track flyers? Absolutely. So we are relatively new to the region. This is only our, this will be our third summer here this summer. Uh, Last year, one of the first things that we found out um, was that there was this amazing youth mountain biking initiative called Single Track Flyers, but we had to be ready to register on day one because it was very um, in high demand. So, you know, it had been on my radar since, you know, we moved here. We kind of moved late summer, early fall. So as soon as registration was getting ready to open, I had a friend that said, hey, um, if you coach, you guys can have priority registration. I was like, ha, I don't know. I've never had any mountain biking coaching experience. They're like, that's okay. Um, so I signed up to be a coach. I have a little, last summer he was only one and a half. So my little guy was in Striders and my older girls did the the bigger kids program and all three of them had an absolute blast. I really enjoyed coaching. Um, found out that we needed more parent volunteers to be involved at that administrative level on the board service. So volunteered to join the board, was on the board for a little while before I had a great conversation with Liz and they were looking to transfer leadership over to someone else. And so Liz agreed to make sure it was a smooth process to transition off. But that's how we started with the program. And I feel like that's how most of our board volunteers got there is through exposure of their kids in the program or as a coach. Yeah. Everyone I've talked to so far, that's well, not actually everyone, but but um, most people, right, they have kids that they want to get interested, and um, they're usually the parents are already part of the, the biking scene or at least interested in biking. So where did you where did you move here from? We were in Portland, Oregon for the past twelve years. Oh my. 
So okay. yeah, so great biking, great <laughs> skiing out there, but we were definitely looking for a little bit slower pace of life, higher quality of life, more access to outdoor recreation. And we found the perfect spot. I grew up in southeastern Wisconsin and have a lot of family ties oh, okay. to the area. Nice. So it wasn't too foreign for me. Um, although for my husband who grew up in Southern California, this has definitely been a little bit of a switch. Well, it, the Keweenaw is an amazing place. And that's why, I mean, one of the reasons that I, I'm just so interested in, in getting the word about cycling the Keweenaw out there because because it is uh, kind of amazing to have these resources so close at hand and so many resources and growing resources, single track flyers being one part of this amazing bike ecosystem that we have here. Well, a very belated welcome to the Keweenaw and thank you, uh, thank you for your involvement in, in this great biking ecosystem. As she just told us, Elizabeth and her family had just arrived in the Copper Country when she heard about single track flyers. For others who might be new to cycling up here, let's listen to some cycling advice from our two youngest interviewees for this podcast, Michael and Robert. Okay, Michael, is there anything else you want to add about biking? If you're thinking of biking around town in Houghton, I recommend an e-bike. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and why the, why do you recommend an e-bike for Houghton? Because it's the hilliest place I can remember. It is a very hilly place yeah. unless you're going along the lake. Yep. Okay. Yep. Well, very, very hilly. Yeah. Well, thanks, Robert and Michael, for that great advice. Now let's go back to Elizabeth, who's going to talk a little bit about the numbers and some of the structure of single-track flyers. How many kids are in single track flyers about? We have about 100. Okay. And like you said, you got involved and learned about the importance of being a parent volunteer because things things don't work without volunteers and coaches yep. and, and everybody, you know, bringing the snacks, all of that stuff. So would you say that single track flyers is looking to um, you know, increase its enrollment or the range? Because my understanding is it go well... You mentioned a, a child that's in striders, and originally they they didn't have striders, I believe, and they kind of added it in. So they right. so um, my question is too long now, but basically <laughs> it's two parts. So you're looking to yeah. increase enrollment, but also you're looking to maybe increase the age range at all. Yes, on both of those, um, and something that the board is really taking an intentional focus on too, as we expand, ensuring that we are an inclusive organization. So there are a lot of barriers to get into cycling mm -hmm. and mountain biking. If you're a mountain biker, you know those costs add up really quickly. Um, and even if we provide scholarships for bikes and the program, there are still other barriers like transportation and mm -hmm. you know other ancillary equipment to. Get Get involved so um, as we expand we are trying to do so in a very inclusive way um, increase the diversity of the sport too as well but we can only do that with our parent volunteers so we have all of our coaching staff our volunteers we also need parents to help set up before and after so even if you don't have biking experience we're trying to recruit in new volunteers to help alleviate some of that capacity off of the coaches so they can do um, more coaching. And then the second part of the question was increasing the program, but then 
Right. So the age, because I, oh, well, maybe you could range. give the age ranges that are currently there and then we can talk yeah, about Yeah. So we've had a really popular Striders program um, and that can go down as young as one. So last summer we had two one-year-olds in the program and they love being out on the bikes, kind of seeing what's happening. But those those little guys really require a parent to be one-on-one. So in addition to coaches, we also have parents that are one-on-one with those kids. Due to the demands of those programs, that program has come mm-hmm. in and out of single-track flyers. So right, that's right. 100% dependent on how many coaches we can get to offer that. But it's such a great feeder into our larger programs. And then we are looking to expand the age range. We've always been, our primary mission is to get kids on bikes. Um, We really are not hyper-focused on competitive biking. However, there is Mm -hmm. more of a demand for that. And as we see the competitions increase and the popularity of Trails Fest and the Gravity Series, you know, we're, we're hearing from more and more kids and parents that they want to be having more technical skill training available in the area and um, more options for older kids. So something that we're looking at, um, but that has its own set of challenges, finding specialty coaches. And, you know, right now, our majority of our program is run on tech trails. We do try to get out to Swedetown. This summer, we're going to get out there twice. But, you know, getting kids exposed to that bigger stuff up in the harbor, that'll take some extra effort to get there. So something that we certainly have our eyes set on the future for, but there are some roadblocks that we'll have to overcome. If any listener just can imagine for a moment, a hundred children, like from age one, apparently, (laughs) just standing in front of you. And now you've got to take them out on the trails. Don't lose anyone. Don't let anybody get hurt. Have fun. I mean, that is a yes. huge task. So to do that on a weekly basis does require a lot of people. And I hope that you know this word gets out to a few people who, who uh, maybe haven't heard of this or just heard it a little bit and would be interested in registering. Elizabeth has been talking about how much single track flyers depends on volunteers, both parents and non-parents, to help with their mission. So if you were inclined to help, and I really hope you are, they'd love to hear from you. And we'll say more later about how to get in touch with them. But now, let's hear what Michelle and her kids, Michael and Robert, have to say about how they got involved, the kinds of bikes they ride, and the different age levels in single-track flyers, and what actually happens at an evening single-track flyer session. Robert or Michael, do you remember like your first day at single track flyers? Not really. Not no. really. Do you remember like how you got involved in single track flyers? Do you think the recording exactly. is? Exactly. He had something to do with this person. <laughs> who is this person? Mom. 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 Who is this person? <laughs> yep. Definitely, I got the kids involved with single track flyers. So Robert, I think we just signed you up and Michael Robert had been doing it and you wanted to do it the first year Michael was going to um we the first year Michael was doing it we had no striders group and Michael wanted to join the just pedaling group and then he decided at the very last minute in the spring that he wasn't ready for pedaling and so I wound up coaching other people's kids and taught them how to bike and Michael just decided not to join for a year but last year he joined us and he was pedaling didn't he 
and you had a lot of fun. Why didn't you coach my group when you had no one else to coach? Well, I was already signed up to coach another group, so they were depending on me. And Michelle, how did you get involved, or do, do you even remember, like, I, I'm looking for, so I'm eventually going to, like, work toward the origin story of this. Now, that doesn't have to come from you guys, but I guess I'll ask for, like, your origin story of single track flyers and how you became part of it. Gosh, how did I become part of it? I think part, for me it was just motherhood, right? Brian and I, my husband Brian and I biked when we were dating and when we were single before we had kids. And then, you know, pregnancy and very early childhood takes, it's hard for women. Um, yeah, it's not even that easy for, for men, but I exactly. definitely agree with you, yes. It's just, it's hard to make time to exercise, it's hard to get out, and I found that, you know, most of my skiing, most of my biking was really happening at a child's pace anyway. And so it made a lot of sense to just do it with the kids. The first year when I was doing it with Robert, I think Michael was in a backpack, so I was just weight training everywhere we went because I was running alongside him and I had, you know, someone little yeah. in a backpack. So. Kid weight. Yeah. It was great fitness. <laughs> yes. Can you explain like what you're you're a mother of participants and we have a couple of the participants here. Um, can you explain because you're more than that? with single track flyers is my understanding. So what's your role other than mother sounds like maybe coach and maybe more? Yep. So I'm in the coach. I'm a coach and I'm on the board right now. Uh, those roles rotate throughout the group. We all just volunteer. So you do something one year and something different, maybe another year. Um, so I coached the early riders the last two years and I've really liked that group. Okay. And Robert, how many are the groups named? Like, do, does your group have a particular, like the last group you're in, does it have a particular name? They, they're colored. Okay, so they're, they're colored. colored groups. Can you explain, like, what colors there are and maybe what that means? Or? Well, each group has a different color, and they have flags in that color. Like a blue group and a green group and a red group and a pink group and a purple group and... Yeah. Who knows what else? And an orange, much. and an orange group. And you pick a mascot too, right? For your group. Do you remember, remember your group names? Yeah. What was yours? I don't remember. I remember it having a name. I think it was Tiger Sharks because I was in the. I think it was orange group or think something. I think I was in the well, orange group. Well, all I remember. I think I was in the orange group. I know in the different group. Well, Robert was in the orange group. Before you were right in it in any given yeah. year. Well, I was in a group. It's the name called. That's called the. What's called the Tiger Sharks. Mm -hmm. Tiger yes. Sharks. Yes. Well, I remember that. Nice, nice. And Michael, do you remember yours was called the Orange Tigers? Uh -huh. Really? Uh -huh. Okay. Do you remember names of other groups? Are there other fun names? I don't remember any other names. Okay. But they're fun. Do you guys get to name them yourselves? The the, the kids decide together okay great Michelle can you tell me like how big typically are the groups and how many coaches there are for each group so at our level we had at the younger kids level we would have maybe eight or twelve kids in a group 
much more than that, and they tend to divide into two. And they move at such different paces that you really <laughs> want them all in, in a group together, especially when you're with striders and early riders. You know, some are ready to just go, and some still need to, to hop off their bike quite a bit. And when I, the ages that I'm teaching, when, I, when I've helped with striders in the past, and even early riders, a lot of the parents come along. So there will usually be one coach and one or two assistant coaches, but often there's parents riding along too, mm -hmm. especially the striders. The striders, you have to have parents along because kids melt down, right? And they, right. they need a parent there to help them out. Right, right. So Robert, do you, can you tell people the difference that between a strider and a, the early bikers or the other kinds of bikes? Yes, there is one big difference. Okay. A strider bike does not have any pedals. Ah. Mm -hmm. And a, a pedaling bike does. All right, yeah. so the strider bikes, you just kind of, you sit on the saddle and then you just push it along with yes, your feet. exactly. And roll along. I've seen those guys out when they've been out at the Michigan Tech Trails. They're yes. out they're motoring right along. Exactly. But how do you stop your striders? Yeah, good question. Some of them do have brakes. Oh, yeah. That's nice. Okay. All right. And the pedal bikes are just regular bikes. Mm -hmm. And you guys are both now pedaling? Mm hmm Okay. All right. And then there's early riders. So what are the age groups for, for I guess, what's the age range-ish for single track flyers? So we only go up to fifth grade. I don't know the exact ages, but yeah. we have striders, then early riders, then little rippers and rippers. Okay. So, you know, there's just a two or three years of age in each bracket. Right, right. Okay, and then after fifth grade, um, as of now, is there is there another program that exists? or Not currently yeah. in the area. Right. We've talked a lot about should we do something different? Should we mm -hmm. have some maybe some kind of junior leaders to help us out? Or should we have a second program? Now that we're finally getting to the point where some of those kids are aging out of the program, and we've talked about uh, would there be desire for a race team for kids of that age group, um, but we just haven't put it together yet. Yeah, it's a lot of work. So, Robert, what happens at practice? Like when you go, do you guys call it practice, or when you go, what do you, what do you we say? We usually ride a few trails. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like long, long trails. There's probably about one hour of single track flyers. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Okay. So you go to single track flyers, you meet up with your group and your coach and you and you ride. Do you yeah. do you um you must learn something as you're riding around. Can you mm -hmm. can you tell me like one thing that you've learned about um, cycling with single track flyers? You need to space out when riding in a group. Okay, so when you're riding a group you don't want to be too close to the person in front of you and you don't want people too close to behind you either, right? Mm -hmm. At least two like, bike lengths okay. between you and other riders. It's a good rule. I hope all the listeners understood that because we should all do that when we're riding. <laughs> two bike lengths, you hear? Michael, did you, do you have another thing or anything else you've learned? The same thing. It's the same thing. The same thing? Well, that's good. That's good. Do you learn like like how to use your brakes or like when to shift gears if you if you shift gears? Do you, we do, you... do learn some stuff about okay how do you use your brakes and a good time to shift into what sort of gear? Yeah. Okay. 
So they're, the groups are staged. So in striders, you know, they're just working on a lot of right. ba balance and spacing. Yeah. And by early riders, you're starting to think about starting and stopping and maybe even cornering a little bit, but still a lot of work on spacing. By Little Rippers, which is where Robert is, the kids are starting to think about shifting, right? And Got then when it. they get up, okay. when they graduate and they're up into Rippers, they're starting to think about like uphills, downhills, cadence, that sort of thing. Yeah. But there's an emphasis on safety the whole time. Wow, that's that's great to hear. Um, when I did my podcast for the Tour de Ute, which is road biking, there was a lot of discussion about, about bicycle safety. Now, let's go back talking with Elizabeth about how folks can get involved and about how important it is to have volunteers for coaches. After Elizabeth's response, we'll hear more about getting involved from the aforementioned amazing Liz Miller. And just a quick note about the amazing Liz Miller and my interview with her. Uh, the Cycling Up Here IT department dropped the ball with the sound files for Liz Miller's interview and a lot of those files were lost so she provided so 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 much great information to help with this podcast but it isn't reflected very much in the actual podcast that you're listening to now so my great great apology to her and thanks to her for all that work the IT department has been sacked just so you know so how how would, um, of course, they're listening to this podcast, this is how they're going to find out, but how do people register? What do they, what do they look for uh, when, those kinds of things? Yeah, so our registration will be coming out in late spring. I'm getting ready right now. It's winter time to send out a coaches survey because, again, the, our number of participants is, de is directly mm -hmm. tied to the number of coaches and volunteers that we can get. So we're in the process of recruiting coaches right now, and then we'll know how many spots we have available for kids. This year we will um, word of mouth our social media, Facebook, Instagram, this podcast are ways that we'll spread the word. We are a subsidiary. We're technically a committee off of Copper Harbor Trails Club. So ah, okay. we do, they send out word to their entire membership base. And we also send out information to registration directly through the school district. So nice. um, they're awesome about sending out those words to parents. Yeah. Okay. Great. And as promised, here is the amazing Liz Miller. And we were talking up at Keweenaw Coffee Works in Calumet this past winter. So if a family, um, you know, again, not the, maybe it isn't a hardcore riding and doesn't know anyone who's currently involved in single track flyers, but they, they have kids who like riding or they think will like riding and want to get it involved and they've heard about single track flyers, how would they... Um, get registered or find out how to register their children in single track flyers? Yeah, so the first place I'd say is check out our website, and that's singletrackflyers.org. We also have a Facebook page, and we regularly update that, so they can find us on Facebook, or they could just send us an email. So if you go to the website, there's a contact us, and that'll email um, right to Elizabeth Scott, the new president. Okay. And she'll answer all your questions and more. All right. So I'll make sure I put a link to that in, in the show notes. And highly encourage anyone interested in anything about flyers to take a look, but especially 
pass that word to those who you think might um, have kids who, who would be interested and, and give it a try. As I said, as we've said, they have scholarships and, and potential to, to find a bicycle, safe bicycle for children who may not have one. And the idea here is to build up the base. The wider the base, the taller the pyramid. So it's yeah. always what we're shooting for. And if you're interested in coaching but you don't know a lot about biking or you don't feel like you're an expert, that's fine. I just want people who are passionate and enthusiastic and going to provide that fun experience for all those riders. Yeah. All right. Cool. Thanks. Now we're going to go back to Elizabeth Scott, the Single Track Flyers board president. And she's going to talk about how Single Track Flyers is trying to bring down some of the main barriers keeping kids from getting into mountain biking. You mentioned, you know, the, the roadblocks, not only single track flyers, but to people wanting to get involved. And like one of them is that it, mountain bikes aren't inexpensive. Mm-hmm. Um, there's transportation, all those other things, but bikes. But you mentioned this scholarship, and I think um, Liz and Michelle maybe already also mentioned this. But can you just tell us a little bit about the scholarships that you that you offer? Yeah, so we have, this year we'll be having three scholarship programs. Um, one for the registration for the program. Um, mm-hmm. We are trying, in the past, we've been able to secure a grant from the Portage Health Foundation to get a couple of bikes. And so right now we are working to build up our fleet of bikes. I can't guarantee how many we'll have, um, but that is certainly something that we can work with you if you do need support to get a bike. And we're also having a helmet scholarship program. So um, it's always a challenge to, you know, with kids growing so quick and making sure that helmets are properly fitting. That is something we're going to make sure that any kid who needs a helmet this year will be able to get one through our program. Uh, yeah, that's so great because, you know, it can be, especially if you're not sure your kid is or how much your kid's going to like it or whatever, you know, you hate to go buy a really expensive bike or not able to buy it, mm-hmm. buy it, but this at least give you the, you know, if they are really into it, then, then you have, I guess, a little more confidence that if you buy a bike it'll get used. Yeah. And same thing if, if flyers can start to build a fleet, if a kiddo's bike is in the repair shop and they need to borrow one for mm-hmm. a week, if their parents aren't sure if they're ready for the next size, um, really kind of in that in-between stage, there might be an option in our fleet to be able to get them on something and then wait till next season. So right. I think it'll really help with a lot of those logistical um, issues too. So it'd be right. really nice if we can get the, the funding for that. Yeah. So I know you need bikes that are good and safe. So you hate to like be a dumping ground, but I will just say, you know, if anyone out there has a bike that maybe one of your children have grown out of, um, that's decent and safe, I'll bet you that the single track flyers would be willing to um, at least look at it and maybe take it on as part of the fleet. Definitely. We are really fortunate to have all of our local bike shops have been incredibly supportive of our program and have offered if there is, you know, if there are bikes out there, um, they're willing to tune them up for us, make sure that they are safe to get into our fleet. So yes, we are accepting um, mountain bike donations. Is there anything else that you want to talk about or say about single track flyers? 
Yeah, we're just so excited um, to grow the program here. Again, as the trail systems continue to develop, we really want to make sure that um, it's a welcoming environment. You know, I've been involved in competitive sports my entire life. And I know how intimidating it can be if you're a parent and you're not a mountain biker, how do I get my kid involved in this? Or as they accelerate and start wanting to do competitions and you know nothing about competitions, that's really what we're here for is to support all level of cyclists um, whenever they want to get involved. And, and again, being a really inclusive program. Yeah. Uh, Michelle Jarvie Eggert talked a little bit about um, this challenge by choice philosophy, which I thought was mm -hmm. really great. And we don't have to go into it a lot, but I just like that, I guess, idea that, you know, you, you have a challenge. Other mountain biking is almost nothing but challenges, right? But, uh, you know, a certain hill or whatever. And it just, the, I, the philosophy that it's not, it's not, we're going to do it till we all learn it. It's like, if you would like to do it, Here's how we do it. Yeah. If you don't, no problem. You know, there's not a trail that we can't walk over part of it. So Yeah, and I agree. That is definitely something that I love about mountain biking is that feature will always be there. You <laughs> yeah. know, live to ride another day. Let's, let's go around it this time. Let's talk about it. Let's look at it. Let's think about it. And then we'll decide if we're going to tackle that today or if that's going to need to wait for another yeah. day. And absolutely a core part of our program is keeping kids safe. They get to do this on their own pace. Nice. Yeah. I think that instilling young riders with the concept of challenge by choice is a really important thing. And in my conversation with Michelle Jarvie Eggert, she explained it really well. So let's listen to her tell us about this. Yeah. So I think one of the most important things to know about single track flyers is we are a challenge by choice organization. So what that means is that each rider determines, you know, if they want to ride something or not, right? There's no pressure of you're going to have to ride this. If you're not comfortable riding something, you don't have to ride it. And we really encourage the, the children to ride within their abilities and to main control, maintain control of their bicycles at all times. So the whole point is it's supposed to be a supportive environment where we're building the children up. Um, you know, there's never shame in walking your bike. You're still enjoying good time with your bike out in the woods. That's a that's such an important thing, and it's important that it starts young because adults, a lot of them, and I'm just speaking from my own personal experience. I mean, still that challenge by choice thing isn't part of the culture so much, and it's challenge by challenge, and uh, it can lead to some some bad episodes sometimes. So it's seen, that's a really great thing to hear. And, and to instill that value in young people, I think, is really great. Can't tell you the number of people who've ended up at the uh, hospital <laughs> after being challenged. <laughs> All you need is a little more speed and you can clear this gap. I asked all of this episode's participants, what is their favorite thing or some favorite moments from their involvement in single track flyers. Their answers are so good, so thought provoking, that I hope they inspire others to join them. Let's listen. First, we'll hear from Elizabeth, and then from Michelle and her children, Robert and Michael. You're the president and have been a coach and volunteer, but and a parent, 
right? And yeah. you're also a biker. So that involves like a lot of administrative stuff, but also coaching and, and, and riding with kids too. So my question is any favorite moment or moments maybe that stick out in your mind in your involvement? Yeah. You know, anytime something clicks for a kid and that light bulb goes off and that smile on their face and they're just so stoked is so incredible. It's, it's really awesome to see. And I love do, seeing that with my own kids and then the kids that yeah. we coach as well. I'd say that's definitely, you know, the best moment of the program. We have also been, again, so fortunate for our sponsors. So anytime that we have received a donation. It's been really incredible to just see the community support for the program. Um, tying back to the administrative side is really exciting. Now we'll hear from Michelle about her favorite moments. Do you have any stories about coaching kids in single track flyers or at all really about stories or things that have happened that have been particularly fun or not fun? Or... I think my, well, my favorite group to coach are the youngest kids. And so I was the very first year that I coached the just paddling group. Um, we had children that were transitioning from striding to paddling and a lot of them at the beginning of the summer were really just barely, barely pedaling. You know, many of them had been striding all the last year and they were just barely starting to pedal. And um, so that year I went and I found a whole bunch of books about bikes. You know, Franklin Rides a Bike or Bike on Bear. All, all, every bike, every little kid's picture book about bikes you could imagine. Yeah. So we would start each single track flyer session with circle time and we'd read a book together and the kids got really into it. I mean, they got so that they wanted to know what the book was each next week, which was fun. Um, but also when you ride with the little kids, biking is part of it, but it's just like doing anything else with small children, right? They stop and they observe the world and, you know, they find a really cool stone or they pick berries or they find a bunch of dandelions. And I have had more bouquets of wildflowers given to me that summer than any other time in my life because the kids knew that I liked flowers. So if they if we stopped for any reason at all, all these little kids would run over and pick flowers and they'd come up to me and say, Coach Michelle, Coach Michelle. And, you know, someone would hand me a handful of dandelions. And so I always had all of these flowers wrapped around the handlebars of my bike or in my little goodie bag on my handlebars. You know, it was just, it was so much That's fun. Awesome. But, you know, when you're with them, you just, you have to recognize that their attention span is different. And so if the thimbleberries were out, we might bike over to a cool thimbleberry patch and then stop and eat for a little bit and then bike along to the next patch because <laughs> so, sounds like a lot of the adult groups that ride with <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly so i i really like that age group because of that because they're just so excited about everything yeah and finally i like to ask all my guests what's their favorite ride or bike riding experience or experiences um first we're going to hear from elizabeth scott the board president and then it's really fun to talk with uh, Michelle and her kids about this. So, so let's hear what all these guys have to say. Okay, well, the one question that I ask everybody, or I try to remember to ask everybody, is uh, just what's their favorite ride or route or um, biking experience in the Keweenaw? Oh, I love everything you know we have so such a incredible diversity of trails my own backyard is the tech trails but i try to get up to the harbor i really like the big features as much as i can so stuff on citrus tech and even flow ryan out on the east bluff I could ride those all day long all right yeah that's 
That's good. You're you're after my daughter Emily's heart. <laughs> and next, we'll hear from Robert and Michael and their mom about their favorite places to ride. And what I love about this little bit of conversation is it just emphasizes the challenges one deals with with the attention of little kids and imagining keeping them safely occupied on their bikes. I think it's really fun to listen to. It just shows their enthusiasm so well. So let's hear from these guys and then we'll wrap things up. Do you have any like favorite trails that you ride on for single track flyers? I covered that on the first talk. Okay. The duels, well, this is for just every, usual. The dual slalom and Sherwood, I like a lot. And those are on the Michigan Tech trails, right? Mm -hmm. The dual slalom and Sherwood trail. And Michael, what's your favorite trail? Just my Sherwood. Just my Sherwood. Just my Sherwood. Even though I've never rode it, just my single track flies by I've rode in it. Rode it. Yeah. Okay. It. Yes. Yeah, it. But not maybe not with single track flyers, but yeah, with dad. With your dad. Yeah. Okay. Well, I hope that went well. Did he leave enough room between you and? I think we made a lot more room between us than him. <laughs> okay, that's good. Well, maybe you can teach him that lesson. Do you have fun or anything else about having fun or wanting to ride more or anything like that that you guys want to say? Not really. Not really? I just like to ride my bike. Me too. That's All they need is an escalator for the uphills. Yeah. Okay. I mean a uh, bike escalator where you just ride the bike into a, a bike rack and, and then the bike rack goes up the hill. Okay. <laughs> All right. We'll put that out there for ideas. Somebody, somebody might want to put that idea into practice at some point. So you guys good? Do you, if you don't want to say anything else, maybe I'll just... You guys want to go play or do something else and we'll... Do you want, is there anything else you want to add about single track flyers or just bike riding in general? Yeah. Yeah. Riding is lots of fun and it's the best thing to do around here in summer, I think. I think so too. Yeah, I think so too. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Do you do you ride like around your house a lot or where do you ride besides single track flyers? We have a loop out there that we can ride. Nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. And where did we ride last summer? We're, we're just across from the rails to Trail Trail. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so. we rode there a lot. And it is fun. You can go all the way to town on it, and you can go to Nara Trails, where they have the best sled hill ever, which is good for sledding. Yeah. Yeah, that is a good hill. Yes, especially nice. a few days ago it was. <laughs> And at night. For sledding, yeah. And yeah. at night, it's especially good because you can go anywhere. Yeah, that's awesome. Without crashing into people. I think the biggest adventure we took this summer was, it was all flat riding, but for Michael, it was a big ride because, you know, he just started pedaling this summer. So we rode from our house down to the park in Chassel. On, yes, on that was trail. fun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's great because you when you get to the bike shop from your house, you can go either way. You can go to Chassel or, or you can town. go toward Houghton yeah. or the Nara. Yeah, nice. You can go. Okay. Isn't that nice? Yes. That's what I mean. With more bike trails like that, we could take over the world. We just need more. Yes, and more e-bikes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 
my daughter's my works for a company that makes e-bikes and she helps people fix e-bikes so she will love that statement all i need is my own e-bike dad has an e-bike and now all he need is some more e-bikes that might help with those uphills maybe hey speaking of two-wheelers we have two mini bikes and a motorcycle too <laughs> and another motorcycle that we're storing for a friend we okay. have lots of two-wheelers can, can you tell me why it is that you are interested in e-bikes because you don't have to pedal up the hill oh i thought you were gonna say it was climate change even though they have pedals <laughs> even though they have pedals mm -hmm. you don't have to pedal up the hill well you have to pedal but the bike does a lot of the helping i think yeah sometimes different bikes are different i suppose yes it is a lot easier a lot easier seems like a good idea well, that just about wraps up this episode. We're going to hear some final words from Elizabeth, and then I'll be back with some final notes about getting involved with single track flyers for the 2023 cycling season. All right. Well, Elizabeth, thank you so much for taking the time to come and talk to us about single track flyers. As I said, we'll try to get this out so future participants might be able to get involved, maybe some volunteers, maybe some coaches, maybe some bike donations, etc. Thanks so much. If there's anything else you want to, want to add, now's the time. Otherwise, we'll just... Yeah, thank you. Follow us on social media. Follow the Trails Club on social media and you will be sure to hear all of the updates from us. And if you ever have any questions about the program, please don't hesitate to reach out. All right. Well, our mission is to promote safe and sustainable biking opportunities in the Keweenaw. My secret mission, of course, is to take over the world with bikes. And so it's great to have youth getting properly instructed and taught how to do mountain biking so so that can happen so thanks a lot as of now early april 2023 registration for single track flyers is open but there are waiting lists for most groups so don't wait to register do it now you can access registration through the single track flyers website that's single track flyers one word dot O-R-G. The waitlist works like you think it would. The sooner you get on it, the better. I spoke with the folks at Single Track Flyers and was assured they will try their best to get as many children as possible off the waitlist and into riding groups. But this depends on how many coaches they have. So if you can be a coach, please make sure they know this or contact them. Also, as you pass this information on, make sure everyone knows to check the Single Track Flyers website for information about the scholarship programs, which exist to help remove some of the barriers that prevent families from participating. As was discussed in the podcast, there are scholarships for registration fees, trail pass fees, and even for bike and helmet loans. All the details about these are there on the website. That's singletrackflyers.org. You're also encouraged to follow Single Track Flyers on Facebook. There are links to both the website and the Facebook page in the program notes for this episode. We hope this podcast has both entertained you and informed you about Single Track Flyers one of the crown jewels of the cycling ecosystem in the copper country. If we're going to take over the world with bikes, we need the next generation of cyclists with us. So whether you live nearby or far away, I hope this inspires you to find a youth program near you 
and reach out to them to get involved, get more kids involved, or just provide support in whatever way you are able. And if there is no youth biking program near you, perhaps you can help start one. The folks at Single Track Flyers would be happy to talk with you about this. So until next time, thanks for being a part of Cycling Up Here. Our secret mission is to take over the world with bikes.